Hey, real life alternate viewpoint here. You know what really grinds my gears? TikTok. Good afternoon, morning, or evening. This is the Alternate Viewpoint, and I'm your host, Edward Fauché. And welcome back to another week of the Alternate Viewpoint. Unfortunately, I was not able to get last week's episode out. Sorry about that, but uh, I was preoccupied. Um, but yes, so we have this one. This is our episode 6, I do believe. A little bit in the news, we have a new governor-general in Canada. Um, she happens to be native, and uh, it's a good thing. Um, it's a good thing to see, especially, um, well, she obviously knows her stuff. She served as a foreign ambassador to Denmark and was in charge of foreign relations with that. Um, so she knows her stuff, and uh, due to the fact that she is... Um, indigenous uh, is a great thing to see. Uh, it really helps with uh, relations between indigenous, the indigenous population of Canada and the actual government. It's a good stepping step forward. Her name is Mary Simon. Uh, apparently one of her first jobs is becoming fluent in French. Um, but yeah, it's a good thing to see overall. Uh, one of the better picks that could have been made, not due to the fact she's indigenous, but she's been serving the government for quite a bit now, and she is not quite, isn't very foreign to the idea of it. Of, but yeah, uh, having and well, I'm not gonna beat around the bush, but come on, having an Anuk leader. Is the first indigenous governor general that's a good step forward and a lot of people would obviously want to say like oh you know you don't want to address it like that like she's all like like uh, she's probably good at her job as well like that's not the only thing about her and of course it isn't I'm, I'm aware of that but anyone who is telling me that it isn't a good step forward just doesn't know what they're talking about so, you know, I'm obviously a great thing to see. And uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about the Hyperloop train. Now, anyone who's aware of this, um, obviously they know what it's about. It, it is a tube that is in a, sealed in a vacuum and a magnetic lift, magnetically lifted train can pass through at ridiculously high speeds. Like, nothing that's possible in atmosphere. And, um, I just, I've heard a few people have been talking about it recently, and I just wanted to talk about it really quickly. Um, but whenever I hear someone talking about it, they, they never really talk about, one of the only things I ever hear them really talk about is 
we just need people to get on board. Like, we can start building it tomorrow. We could, like, we just need people to back this. Like, yeah, it's a super cool idea. But, no. Absolutely not. Like, what technical technological advances do you think are going to happen in the next five minutes? Or even ten years? Not only would it be, like, billions of dollars just to set one up proper, but the maintenance on these would be astronomical. It would be ridiculous. The maintenance on this, making sure all the magnetics are functioning properly, all the vacuum tubes are sealed. Like, name me one thing that hasn't broken down. Buses constantly stop working, trains stop working, planes stop working. Do you understand, like, does anyone really get how horrible an accident would be in one of these? Like, I for one, I don't care if they're being set up today, tomorrow, or in ten years, I can promise you I'm not going to be the first one on it. Because, well, they're going to be tubes underground. If something goes away, and you're going at the 760 miles per hour, that is the estimated speed of a hyperloop, underground in a vacuum-sealed tube, something goes wrong, I can promise you, you're not getting out just like that. There's going to be a big hassle to get everyone out. And imagine, you've now, imagine the magnetic stop working, or the vacuum-sealed tube just leaks in one area. You've now turned this super-fast transportation method into a human-loaded cannon. That touches the wall, that entire thing explodes. Nothing is 100% uh, fail-proof, and anything anyone who tells you otherwise is lying, or just doesn't know what they're talking about. But yeah, um, it, it's a... And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's not a cool idea. Yeah, it's super cool. It's absolutely awesome, and it's so futuristic and so interesting to talk about and, like, listen about. But, like, honestly, like, I just don't understand the people who think that it can be built in the next five years. But no one really talks about that. Like, no one really talks about what needs to happen. Once, like, humans can build things that don't break within the next five months, or, so rather, once humans can build stuff that doesn't break in five months, or in five minutes, uh, once we build better stuff, then, yeah, I could see this as a possibility, but not in the near future. Maybe in a little ways away, but not not anytime soon, unfortunately. So, uh, sorry, Elon Musk, but your boring company's gonna have to wait for a little bit. Maybe you could sell more flamethrowers or something just to pass the time. Big news, ladies and gentlemen. Hurricane Elsa has decided to exist. And, uh, surprise, surprise, it hits the majority of the United States. Uh, it actually caused a lot of flooding in New York, which is, you know, surprising. Um, 
It killed one person down in Florida, but hurt 10 at Georgia base. And uh, apparently it's supposed to pass over um, New Brunswick, Prince of Island, and uh, Newfoundland. So, you know, anyone else near those areas will probably just get a bad storm. Uh, but yeah, New York completely flooded. Um, I saw a uh, picture of a guy with a Sea-Doo, a jet ski, out on the flooded streets, and that was kind of funny. But yeah, um, this happens probably twice or something a year or whatever. Once a year, probably, honestly. Um, but yeah, um, apparently by Saturday, Friday it will pass over the top of the states. Saturday will hit around Lower Quebec and get near Newfoundland and Labrador, and Saturday will have passed. And by the end of Saturday, it will have passed over. So, you know, uh, just make sure you guys are aware, knowing what's happening. Uh, should be alright, but just in case, you know, be ready for it. The movie Marvel movie Black Widow released, uh, I believe yesterday from the day of recording. It's being, this is being recorded on Friday. Um, I believe it was released yesterday, or the day before. Um, the general consensus is forgettable movie. Not fantastic, but not horrible. Just kind of alright. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup um, in Game 5. Uh, won nothing, unfortunately. So... Sorry, Habs fans. You're, uh, maybe next year you'll get 25. Uh, and Quebec actually is preparing a vaccine passport, kind of like papers saying, like, yes, they've been vaccinated for September. So hopefully the rest of Canada follows suit. Uh, I wouldn't mind having a little paper that I have in my wallet or whatnot saying that, like, this person has been vaccinated one time. Probably says, like, which vaccine I received, how many doses, you know, uh, and at what date. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad idea. In fact, I think it's pretty good. Uh, some people obviously will be against this. I don't understand why, but, you know, people always look for something to be pissed about. And big news from the red state. China apparently is getting ready to send a bunch of rockets at an asteroid to test if they could divert it away from Earth if it ever if an asteroid came to hit it. They said that if this plan succeeds, um, they would need a decade's notice, um, and they would send about five, five rockets that would hit in, uh, simultaneously, and would send it 5,000, almost 5,000, Almost 5.6 thousand miles off course. Um, and apparently this diversion would knock the asteroid off 1.4 times the Earth's radius, successfully avoiding a collision. They're going to be testing it. Uh, apparently these rockets will take about three years to launch and to get to the asteroid, and they would only need a decade's notice. Um, I don't love this per se. I, I do enjoy the fact, I, I, I appreciate the fact 
that they're like trying to see if they could actually do it. No, that's a great thing. I don't love the fact that they're just smacking an asteroid for no reason. Like, I feel like this is... This is something that could go horribly wrong if something went wrong. Like, really wrong. Let's say that they sent these rockets, smacked the asteroid, like, oh yeah, we knocked it off course. Turns out their new course is going to swing it right in through Earth. You know, again, I, I seriously doubt that will happen. I'm sure that it'll take more time to actually process process how it's going to work, but... Yeah, let's... Let's be honest. And the chance of an asteroid hitting Earth, it's very improbable. We don't have to be super worried about it. Like, Anyway. Uh, and people are saying that, like, the asteroid fragments, like, this could only, this would probably only smash into fragments for it to hit Earth and would cause serious damage. Again, I'd rather deal with a fragment than the whole shebang. But still, it's not the best plan, but it's probably the only one that is even possible at this time. Um, and this week actually marks 50 years since NASA's Apollo 16 astronauts trained in Sudbury. So, you know, little 50 anniversary there. Again, today being... The Friday, uh, Friday 9th of June, July, rather, sorry. Uh, yeah, um, Paris Police releases a rapper named Lil Baby and hands him a drug fine. So, anyone who's a fan of Lil Baby, well, there you go. <laughs> um, And apparently, again, apparently, no one knows if this is true or not, the M1 MacBook battery life was so good that Apple engineers thought the indicator was broken. Again, this is coming from Apple. So, you know, just be wary, don't just take it with a grain of salt, and rest assured that within... A few months of purchasing your laptop, the battery will be reduced to garbage. The Taliban recently captured uh, a key area on the Afghan border crossing with Iran. Um, yeah, they. I don't think they seize it for very long. Uh, but they are continuing it's rapid military advances through the country um like in the last week they've controlled little uh military checkpoints uh that bordered about five countries like china turkmenistan uh palestine iran um and other countries i'm not sure which other ones but i know there were five um but yeah, Taliban and I guess it's about twenty years now. It's yeah, it it, it all comes down to um, when the, the the U.S. 
decided to get involved with the Middle East. They uh, funded certain groups to take care of other groups and then were really shocked when that group said, I don't want to be your pet, and tried to govern themselves. So then the U.S. funds another group to go take that one out. Uh, a good example is Afghanistan. Um, they funded um, the Mujahideen to take care of the Soviets that were trying to occupy Afghanistan. Um, again, the Mujahideen, they, they did kick out the Soviets and the Americans were oh so 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 ha so friendly with the Mujahideen. The Mujahideen wanted nothing to do with the states. They were just like thanks for the weapons. That's awesome. But the <laughs> and they made a bunch of mo mo like like in they referenced them in movies and stuff like this movie is dedicated to the brave Mujahideen fighters. Like and then the Mujahideen turned into Al Qaeda. Which ended up causing 9/11, which forced the quote unquote forced the U.S. to push through Afghanistan. Now the entire area is just a mess. It's honestly, it, it is a mess. Like everyone talk, I'm sure people are aware of the oldest anarchy Minecraft anarchy server in Minecraft. Now this is the oldest anarchy server on Earth is the Middle East right now. It's gone strong for about 20 years. Anyway. And I don't have to be careful about that anyway, because I don't have any viewers from the Middle East. So we're okay, and if I do, this video is coming down. I am not wanting to get in trouble for that one. If Again, most of my viewers are from the States. I believe, yes, no, they're still from the States, but Canada's coming up. Canada's actually approaching the States' numbers pretty quickly. The States isn't as growing as fast as it did a few weeks ago, but Canada is growing a lot faster. So, that's good to see. So maybe my own country will take over my listener base. Um... But as it stands, the U.S. is still my number one listening base. So, hi, people from the U.S., and I hope I scared that guy in Texas, or people in Texas, a few weeks ago. Because that would have been really funny. Also, big news in Haiti, at uh, the Port-au-Prince, the president of Haiti was assassinated. Yeah. Wow. Um, not a whole lot is known at the moment. Um, again, it's still a big who's who and all of this. Because, uh, again, it, it, not a whole ton is known about, um, the group that did it, or the, all they know is, of course, where it happened. It was in his own home, uh, but a lot of suspects were arrested. Um, yeah, they've made uh, they raided a Taiwan 
embassy where several suspects were believed to have found refuge. Um, they detained a bunch of former Colombian soldiers that allegedly were tied to the plot. And all in all, about 17, I believe, have been detained. Another 8 are being looked for. Um, yeah, they. Moises brazen killing at his home and an attack before dawn Wednesday that also seriously wounded his wife and stunned a nation already reeling from poverty, widespread violence, and political instability. Colombia's government said it had been asked by Haiti about six of the suspects, including two of the three killed, and it had determined that they were retired members of its army, and it offered its full cooperation. So, um, I really hope that Colombia had nothing to do with this, because that would suck for both countries and anyone trying to make sure that they don't start throwing fists. Um, and the Taliban, about the Taliban again, really quickly, just want to add, the Taliban said that they control 85% of Afghanistan as the U.S. withdraw withdrew their troops. Like, I don't really think anyone understands, like, a whole lot, especially about Afghanistan and Syria. These extremist groups, they control a significant portion of the country, even more so than the government itself. I'm not saying putting troops in helps anything, especially if you throw U.S. troops in there, it probably doesn't, but, like, a lot of this country just can't operate. These governments are on their last limb. They're not... They're not going to be doing anything. Again, Biden's the one who decided to pull the troops out. Good for him and people who like that idea. But apparently a lot of people are giving his execution on it shit because it didn't wasn't too great. And it was quote-unquote disastrous withdrawals. <sighs> yeah. And the death toll in Florida's condo collapse that I talked about last episode has risen to 64. And the company that owned the condo is getting shit for what I brought up last episode about how there were reports on dangerously damaged, like, supports, cements, you name it, in the basement due to water damage. Okay, never mind. 13 minutes ago, the death toll has risen to 78. So, yeah. It's not it's not a good day for Florida for sure. Um and a jailed former South African president could be out on parole in about 4 months. Uh, he was a freedom fighter, then he became president, and then he went to jail. They dismissed his application to block his arrests, and uh, 
he's been in jail over the uh, the arrest. Again, um, anyone who's interested, it can actually. I'll I'll just cover it really quickly. Again, I don't have too much to talk about today. Just covering a lot of small things. Yeah, uh, one, he got in a lot of crap. Um, and his son, Edward Zuma, warned that warned the press that there would be quote-unquote blood on the floor if he was ever arrested. There, there wasn't. But he and he was arrested. The seventy he was seventy nine when he was brought under arrest. He was he surrendered immediately, knowing that he would not res he could not resist the might of the state. Leaving behind a son who had earlier stood by the gate of their home with a stick. Uh, he was once celebrated as a political figure, uh, but he was in prison for about ten years in nineteen sixty three, for fighting the racist system of apartheid in South Africa. Then he went to exile in 1975 to become a spy master of the African National Congress, before returning to South Africa triumphantly in 1990 and rising to the presidency in 2009. Though, by then, his reputation had been stained by the deluge of corruption allegations. Um, yeah, he, again, he all denied them. And he said that his political enemies are using the courts to target him. In the end, he was arrested. And a lot of people are still concerned about where the truth really was. But, yeah, he's about on parole in about four months. Let's go over his legal woes. Um... And he's fighting, well, because he's fighting legal battles on various fronts. Um, he has been charged with, in 2005, charged with raping a family friend. Uh, 2005, again, charged with corruption over a multi-million dollar 1999 arms deal. Uh, 2016, court orders he should be charged with 18 counts of corruption over the deal. 2016, court rules that he breached his oath of office by using government money to upgrade private home. 2017, public pr protector said he should appoint judge-led inquiry into allegations. He profiteered from relationships with wealthy Gupta family. He denied the allegations, as have the Guptas. 2018, Zuma approves inquiry to claims of state looting. 2018 again, the National Prosecuting Authority confirms Mr. Zuma will face prosecution for 12 charges of fraud, one racketeering, two of corruption, and one of money laundering relating to the arms deal, which again, he denies. 2021 begins a 15-month jail sentence after the Constitutional Court orders his arrest for refusing to testify at the commission into the state looting. Again, a lot of people are still concerned where the truth really is, as and uh, we'll just have to see where this goes. A fire in Bangladesh killed at least 52 people. The, uh, as a factory fires, workers were locked inside, very similar to the Triangle Waste Shirt, triangle shirt, wait, waste shirt Factory. Um, it was a food processing factory, um, and 
it yeah it's just unfortunate to see um and furthermore actually nine as well were killed in a skydiving plane crash in sweden uh news from israel again they leveled a family home because they thought there was an attacker. It was because they thought it was the family home of an attacker. No one knows who it was, whatever. That just happened. A Palestinian prisoner ends a 65-day hunger strike after his release. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to cover Israel and Palestine too much because it never changes. Uh, a ship exploded in a major port in Dubai. It was a fire explosion on a container ship, and it rocked like a business port. Uh, and firefighters were damaging it, but apparently it was a, a big explosion. And uh, a woman was killed by a grizzly bear out in Montana. Big news, the big cheese, Trump, he files a suit against Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under censorship. He announced that the action against Facebook, Twitter, and Google's uh, YouTube, along with the company's CEOs, at a press conference in New York, Jersey on Wednesday. Um, he demanded that his accounts be reinstated, and he's been... As you know, he has been suspended from the platforms since January when his followers violently stormed the Capitol building trying to block Congress from certifying Joe Biden's presidential win. Um, a lot of people like to downplay what happened that day. That was a failed coup d'etat in the United States. Yeah, I, like, this is something you hear out of, like, third world countries that are, like, suffering. But it acts, it happened in the United States. Again, uh, he's really pissed that his, all his accounts were taken down. Um, yeah, they kept them locked down. All three companies declined to comment they're all private companies, and users must agree to their terms of service to use their products. Under Section 230 of the 1996 Communications Decency Act, social media platforms are allowed to moderate their services by removing posts that, for instance, are obscene or violent in the service's own standards. So long as they're acting in quote-unquote good faith, the law also generally exempts internet companies from liability for the material that users post. But Trump and some other politicians have long argued that Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms have abused that protection, and, or at least have their immunity curtailed. While conservatives often claim that the sites are biased against them, several recent studies have found that it's not the case. Indeed, it's like, indeed, like posts like posts like from Ben Shapiro or Franklin Graham, Dan, Dan. Bugino, 
Dinesh D'Souza's, like, are routinely among the most widely shared on Facebook. Again, these are all conservatives. Um, I'm not familiar with a lot of these, but Ben Shapiro I definitely do know about. Um, and the suit against Facebook and CEO Zuckerberg says that Facebook acted unconstitutionally when it removed Trump from the platform. Suits against Twitter and YouTube make similar claims. All three asked the court to award unspecified damages. Declared Section 230 unconstitutional and restore Trump's accounts. Along with those, uh, several other plaintiffs who joined the suit and have had poster accounts removed. Trump's lawsuit, however, is likely doomed to fail said Eric Goldman, a law professor at Santa Clara University in California, who had studied more than 60 familiar failed lawsuits that taught to take the on-internet on companies for terminating or suspending users' accounts. If I had to be honest, I really think this is going to go nowhere. Like, I don't think Mad Bot Hurt that you removed my account is just stands up in court. Um, yeah, you know, like his account was removed. He violated their terms of service, and they hold the right to moderate content on their platform. It's been established in 1996. It's not going to change anytime soon, and it's not going to change because some guy didn't like the fact that his coup d'état didn't work. And that his account was removed. He got rid of his own platform called From the Desk of Donald Trump. And if I had to guess, it's probably because he wanted to get Twitter back or he got a lot of flack for it. I don't know. And a lot of people are getting flack for donating to the Republican Party, which I think is stupid. Why the hell would you give someone flack for having a political opinion? Like, a good example of this is, um, a popular, very popular game developer known as, um, Scott Cawthon. I, he's down, he, he's in the, he lives, he, he grew up in the south of the states, and, uh, stereotypically people from the south are Republicans, and he was a Republican. He donated money to the Republican Party. You know, that's not a bad thing. That's n no one, no one, not, like, but then Twitter, the heathenites at Twitter decided he must go. He does not see the world as we do. Like, what the hell? But this guy, he's such a nice guy. The the dude, the, the game developer, the Scott Cawthon, he's such a nice person that he said, okay, I'll go. He resigned. Again, the, the, the dudes in charge made Five Nights at Freddy's, made like a bunch of failed games that didn't really work out for him, but his big break came in that one. I'm sure everyone's heard of it. It was massive, and still is. He still makes countless games over it, and they... Like, he he's not... He's, he's, he, he makes a... He makes all right money. Most of the time, people will ignore these people on Twitter. And I think that's the right way to go. Just ignore them. But this 
he's such a kind soul that he said, okay, if you want me gone, I'll go. And he resigned, just like that. I, I doubt he's listening right now, but hey, Scott, if you're listening, by the way, we're on a first name basis now. I just decided that. If you're listening, no one's going to care if you go back. They'll forget about it in a week. Please do so. Anyway, um, if anyone who knows him is listening, you know, make sure you send him my way. I'll tell him that. <laughs> anyway, that's probably going to be it for me this episode. Except for my last topic, the big one. The one that I made a bit about in the beginning. I'm sure everyone has been waiting for this one. TikTok. Oh boy. What a mess. Now, usually TikTok is an okay app, right? It's it's for children. Uh, and there's sometimes... It, it's an alright app. It's fine. But what I can't stand is the fact that it indoctrinates children. It does so due to its algorithm and the fact it is marketed towards children. Its algorithm is quite good. As much as I hate the app and the company, no one can deny that its algorithm isn't amazing. I can watch one thing and be directly... Okay, actually, let's say... Let's say, hypothetically, I um, really enjoy Top Gear clips on TikTok. I watch this clip. TikTok, then the algorithm says, Okay, I'm watching this clip. I'm not clicking off. I must enjoy this. Goes into the person who made it. What do they watch? They watch Top Gear, of course. They watch Family Guy. They watch South Park. And they watch, oh, Minecraft. Okay, well, let's see if any of these match what the person already watches. Alright, no. Okay, so let's give him a little bit of all of them and see which one he likes. And let's say I really enjoy Family Guy or, or South Park. Then, bingo. They go into the person who made that clip. Check the palette. And by the time, by the day is done, they have a palette that they know I like to watch. Uh, videos that are surefire ways to keep me on their app. Unbelievable. Many, a bunch of companies are known for having their most atrocious algorithm. YouTube is known for being terrible. Um, Instagram's is even that good. But, God forbid, Snapchat. It doesn't care what I watch. It's going to feed me garbage. Snapchat's algorithm sucks on Reels. And, well, it should suck. They don't usually do that, but they stole that from TikTok because they tried trying to get their view, some of their viewer base. It's the same with Instagram. Instagram Reels or whatever. It also isn't good. It's not, fan, it's not great. It's okay because they're kind of used to algorithms to see what you like. But most of the time, it's not great. TikTok is the only one that I found that's it's really, really good. This wouldn't be a bad thing, however... Because it's marketed towards children, let's say, hypothetically, I watched a moon landing faked conspiracy video. Now the algorithm is looking at the person who posted it. 
What does this person look watch? 9-11 was an inside job. COVID isn't real. Vaccines are fake. Masks are for sheep. Now I start getting fed all of those. And I watch them. Because if I'm watching this moon-faked conspiracy video, the app now knows I'm susceptible to conspiracy theories. It does this. It's not trying to do this, but it does. It entrenches people in beliefs that are not true. So, let's look in through my eyes. Let's say I am... I don't have a TikTok. And let's say now, I am watching this moon conspiracy video. Now I have a COVID isn't real video, and a mask for sheep video, and a 9-11 was an inside job video. Now I have all these videos as someone who's susceptible to believing conspiracy videos. And now the app has my palate that it will constantly feed me. Your brain subconsciously will now only, like, now the app will only show you those types of videos. But your brain subconsciously doesn't register that there are billions on the platform that are posting about anything else. Subconsciously, your brain goes, wow, everyone is posting about how 9-11 was faked, the moon landing wasn't real, and COVID is, was made in a lab. Your brain doesn't know that this is a thousand out of literal billions. All it can see is everyone believes what I'm seeing because everyone's posting about it. This is the only thing I'm seeing, so everyone must believe this. I am now entrenched in the belief and the disbelief that these are real. And due to the fact that they are children, they will easily believe these and are easily entrenched. I, for example, know someone who has really badly been affected by this exact thing. I'm not going to name drop names or anything, but like it, it's it's upsetting to see. It really is, and it's just it's very very unfortunate. I do believe that something needs to be done about this. I think that the algorithm is a good thing, but they need to update their terms of of service and moderate the content that is put on their platform because having children, literal children indoctrinated like this and entrenched in beliefs that are not real is a real possibility, not only a possibility but it's happened it's a byproduct of having such a good algorithm and it needs to be moderated if I had to make a guess an if I had to make a guess at what could be done is maybe just moderate the comments put out up to your team's service and not allow these videos to be published. Because it's not technically inciting harm or it's a harmful thing to post, but because of your algorithm, it becomes harmful. Anyway, I don't expect TikTok to come out and change anything. I don't expect anything to happen, but I do want people to know, just in case, that there's just one person who's listening to this who is getting entrenched in a belief that isn't real. You aren't seeing the full picture. So just be aware of that. Anyway, that's going to be it for me this week. 
I'll see you on next week on the Alternative Viewpoint. This was episode five. No, this was episode six, I believe. We may have just gone longer than my quote-unquote longest episode ever. I will run a quick check. But if that is the case, I'm not too sure what I'm going to do. Because I need um, to find a name for this podcast to publish it. Um, as I'm checking, though, I, I will post about on my Instagram and uh, probably not my Twitter because I don't love using Twitter. Um, but on my Instagram story, I will post a post. Uh, you can suggest a topic. Uh, a lot of fun to do those. A lot of people turn out. It's good to hear. Uh, yeah, this is episode six, and I let me just check. Uh, longest episode ever is only about. I think it was about forty-five minutes, maybe. Make sure I will go out and I will ask for suggestions and stuff. A lot of people come out and drop suggestions. A lot of fun. It makes my job easier. <laughs> and uh, I, I like to be talking about stuff you would hear. Uh, so make sure you drop by following me on my Instagram at refreshfresco124. Uh, and I will end this episode now because it's just a few seconds shorter than episode 4, so it's technically not the longest episode ever, but it is like 20 seconds shorter. So that's going to be it for me this week. I'll see you all next week on the Alternate Viewpoint. I was your host, Edward Fauché. See you around. Bye.